Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verses 22 to 26. What does a man get for all the toil and anxious striving with which he labors under the sun? All his days, his work is pain and grief. Even at night, his mind does not rest. This too is meaningless. A man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. This too, I say, is from the hand of God. For without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? To the man who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless, a chasing after the wind. Good morning. My name is Nathaniel and I'm one of the site leaders for Riverside Church. And this morning we're going to be exploring failure. Now I know that sounds like loads of fun. When I was learning to drive, my driving instructor was pretty scary. I would come back from two hour lessons completely covered in sweat because of how stressful of an experience it was. All I would have done is just turn on the engine and he'd shout, FAIL! Every little error was a fail, you know, if I hadn't checked the mirrors or if I hadn't switched to second gear before turning, etc. And I did get to a point where I thought, am I ever truly going to be comfortable with driving? There's just so much to think about all at the same time. Needless to say, I passed first time with six minors and driving now is pretty much second nature. But life isn't just a driving test. And so in our current world, how do we address the voice either in our head or in person that tells us we failed? Well, the Bible is a pretty good place to start. The passage that we just heard read by Alice to us is from the book of Ecclesiastes, which at first glance feels like the diaries of Eeyore with no hope in sight. But actually, the more you get into it, the more you realize what a liberating message it contains. The passage mentions that it is all meaningless. This toil and hard work in life, what is it for? Now, Ecclesiastes comes directly after the book of Proverbs, which is all about learning wisdom and discipline, which will lead to a better and more fulfilled life. But Ecclesiastes shakes it all up a bit by saying that wisdom and discipline and fearing the Lord are good, but life is not as simple as do a good deed and get rewarded. Bad things happen to good people and in a moment, everything you've worked for can be lost. And while most translations use the word meaningless, this too is meaningless, um, the original word was hevel, which is a Hebrew word for vapor or smoke. And so it's not really saying that there is nothing that we do in life that is meaningful. It's more saying that apart from God, what we invest our lives in is probably not the most stable, or it's hard to grasp hold of, or it might never be clear, there one moment and then gone the next. Life is not as simple or easy as we maybe thought or hoped that it would be. 
And for sure, there are moments of failure in our lives that either produce a great story that we love to tell people for a good laugh, or where we want the earth to swallow us whole due to the level of embarrassment we're experiencing. When my agents used to send me on audition after audition in London, sometimes four or five in a week, with hours of prep for each one, I got told really early on that as soon as you leave an audition, you have to completely forget about it. Because if you spend time dwelling on whether you're gonna get it or not, it can really end up damaging your mental health. So you face rejection day after day with the occasional success. A statistic actually came out in The Guardian, in our article in The Guardian last summer, which says that only 2% of actors make a living from the profession. So the odds aren't great, but I love the work. So I just keep going and just bear with the tragic memories of being asked to do a Ross Geller impression that I hadn't prepared for in a room full of friends impersonators. I did not get that job. <laughs> of course, you might be able to separate your identity as a child of God from your accomplishments or failures so that they don't impact each other. But you can't deny that we live in a world caught up in achievements and successes, a, a society built on capitalism, where if you're achieving loads, busy up to your eyeballs, acquiring wealth, status, sex, then high five, you're doing great. And on the flip side, you can be trying to do your best to be a, an ethically and morally good citizen, and yet there seems to be bars that we have to pass for that as well. You can be failing to recycle, failing to buy fair trade, not checking in on other people's mental health regularly enough, and not quite keeping on your own physical fitness, or failing the earth by eating beef. All of us will feel a sense of failing at some point. Even Beyonce, in her address to the graduating class of 2020 said, there may be more failures than victories. Yes, I've been blessed to have 24 Grammys, but I've lost 46 times. That means rejection 46 times. And it doesn't take much analysis of ourselves to realize that to the world's standards, we are failing. And any achievements we do make can disappear just like that, just like vapor. And don't you feel like this foggy sense has been heightened over this pandemic? I mean, for a lot of us, failure is our worst nightmare. We might have been moving up in our profession and suddenly we're unsure of whether we even have a job. We might have been fixated on finding the right partner, but what if we make the wrong choice? Or, you know, we're working hard to help our kids get good grades, or even more so, to help them be good Christians. And when that doesn't happen, we failed? It always seems like whatever you set your sights on, you haven't quite got there. Verse 22 and 23 of the passage say, So what do people get in this life for all their hard work and anxiety? Their days of labor are filled with pain and grief. 
Even at night, their minds cannot rest. It is all meaningless. Hevel. Smoke. Okay, well, if the world is so fragile, and I'm probably gonna fail, in fact, failure is most likely guaranteed, then I might as well just chill in my garden and eat some pizza and drink an iced caramel macchiato. Actually, that is what the teacher says in the next verse. Verse 24 says, a man can do nothing better than to eat and drink and find satisfaction in his work. This too, I see, is from the hand of God. Ah. So, slightly different then. The things that we do enjoy in life, good food, relationship with friends and family, nature, these are all from God. In fact, verse 25 says, for without him, who can eat or find enjoyment? And sometimes Christians aren't very good at enjoying those things in life. But there are certain simple things that are worth more than that achievement. Certain things that are more fulfilling and lasting, and they are from God. The message version of verse 24 says, the best you can do with life is have a good time and get by the best you can. And I think it's key that we read have a good time, not according to the world's standards of having a good time, which is like vapor as well, but to godly standards. Again, we look to Jesus to see how he lived life to the full and what was his attitude, what were his actions, and how can we be doing the same at the moment? In the gospel, we can read that Jesus was the son of God, but he wasn't known as a rule follower. He ate and drank with friends. He told stories. He traveled. He helped people. He worked for justice on the Sabbath. He showed people the love and might of God through miracles and even simple acknowledgments. And if you've chosen to be a Christian, then it means you're trying your best to live your life and be like Jesus and follow in his ways. However, you will occasionally, if not frequently, fail at that as well. Psalm 55, 51 verse 5 says, For I was born a sinner, yes, from the moment my mother conceived me. We are human beings. We have sin. And what is great about recognizing that is that it forces us to lean on God. Because the truth is, God isn't asking us to be perfect. Only he is perfect. We cannot be perfect because we are not God. And one of the things that we were designed to do is to worship God and his greatness. And if we're striving to be like God, we won't or, or can't enjoy life because we won't be in our rightful place. My absolute favorite passage in the Bible is uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And uh, we've got it here on the wall. And it says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. And it's Paul saying in this passage, God's power is made perfect in my weakness, in our weaknesses. Because it's not about us. It's about God. I am weak. Thank goodness I know I'm weak. 
And I know I make mistakes and fail at things in life. And knowing this means I have to rely on God even more. And now the really tricky aspect of this is boasting about our weaknesses, boasting about my weaknesses. I was speaking with our youth at their Friday Zoom gathering just two days ago about this. Because we're not really taught in culture to make known our flaws. You know, our Instagram is full of pictures of us at the best angle with the best filter. And so we were talking about how our lives sometimes on a Sunday or in our groups can be painted to look just marvelous. And so then we were looking at what it means to be vulnerable and honest within our community. And what does that look like for us? in an age of virtual connection. Failure is 100% gonna be a part of that as we learn and grow. And with all of this, I don't wanna excuse failures. There is a difference between excusing failures and admitting failures. Making excuses merely works to uphold our own pride, but admitting failures and being humble, well, that is a holy act because it can honor God. With everything that's been going on in the world, I pray that people would be quick to admit their mistakes and others would be quick to forgive, that we would act justly, love mercy and walk humbly. And we still need to work at these things. Admitting that we hold selfishness, pride, racism within our hearts brings us closer in relationship to God because we can cry out, I need you, God. I have sin and I need your help to change. And we invite Jesus into our hearts to begin a work in our lives. But it does take effort. One of my lecturers at university used to tell us to stop practicing what we know we're good at, what we know we can do with ease and what we've already succeeded at and start working on the areas you know you are failing at work on them until they become second nature and you don't need to work on them anymore and then you can move on to the next failings and so it's kind of a paradox but we have to keep trying but you know you want to know what the best thing is there is nothing that you can do wrong no thing of the past no mistake or regret that can stop god from loving you even if you fail so badly that you become a trending hashtag, God still loves you. So where do you turn when you experience failure? To God, to his word, not to the things of this world. You will never find fulfillment in anyone or anything besides Jesus. In a moment, we're gonna be taking communion where we'll be remembering what Jesus did, which means we can now have eternal life with God. All of us will fail in life. The whole Bible is full of people who failed, and yet weaved into each person's story is God's redemption, even for us. And God never fails. I pray that you can humble yourself and recognize that you are a failure but also hold on to the knowledge that you are so valuable and so loved that you were worth dying for. God's not waiting next to you, ready to scream, fail, every time you mess up or get things wrong. 
Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24 say, The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall because the Lord holds them by the hand. So where is our hope? Well, one day, God will clear away the smoke and bring true justice into this world. And this is what spurs us on to be filled with integrity and love and mercy as we bring everything before God. And until then, let's continue to boast of our weaknesses and point to God. All glory and power to him who saves.